Yeah, good morning, everybody. <laughs> it's also the first time for me that I can preach, and so it's also interesting. <laughs> and if you, uh, you know that I'm from Germany, so if you have any problems to understand me later on or want to ask some, uh, something, you can ask me at the end, after the service. Yeah, we have really great lectures in Cape Murray, so I decided to choose one of them. It's based on the lecture from Rob Whitaker, and it's about the woman at the well. And yeah, first I want to read uh, the passage. It's a little bit longer. Now Jesus learned that, the, oh sorry, it's in John 4 from 1 to 33. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had, uh, now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from this journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is to ask you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where, you, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from itself, as, he, as did also his sons and uh, his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them, he will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me the water so that I, so that, so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have five husbands, and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on these mountains, but the Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe in me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. The Samaritans worship what you do not know. The worship what we do know for salvation is from Jews. Yet at this time is coming in her years, and it has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and the truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the Spirit, and it's true. The woman said, I know the Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. And Jesus declared, I am the one you speak, speaking to you. I am here. Just then the disciples returned and were surprised to find him with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water, the woman, then leaving the water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, his disciples 
urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still your months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They arrive, they arrive of harvest. They arrive for harvest. Even now the one who read, who reaps, draws a wage, and harvests a cup for eternal life, so that his sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus, his, thus the saying, one sow and another reaps, is true. I send you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his word, many more became believers. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you say. No, we have heard for yourself, for ourselves, and we know that this, is, this man is really the savior of the world. After the two days, he left for Galilee. I want to start with the context of this encounter. It's from John 4, 1 to 6. And I think from one point of view, you can say it's very natural what happens there. Because Jesus and his disciples are baptizing people. And uh, the Pharisees here, that Jesus is getting more high profile than John the Baptist. This is also in uh, John 3, verse 30. uh, John is saying, uh, he's talking about Jesus. He must become greater. I must become less. And so, yeah, Jesus is getting more high profile. And so he, uh, and so he moves out of the country because he realized when, uh, when he's more high profile than, uh, John the Baptist, uh, John the Baptist, uh, he's on the red, like in the, on the radar screen of the Pharisees. And so that, uh, that they, that, uh, they want to do, uh, anything to stop him. And so he's moving from the south to the north. It's from Israel to Galilee. And uh, that's normally way around it, but he was going right through it, through Samaria. I'm coming to this point later on. And, yeah, after he starts walking, uh, he's getting tired from the traveling, and so he sits down at the well. And then he said he's thirsty because it's very hot. It was in the noon. That means it's like 12 o'clock, and he wants to have something to drink. And it's also lunchtime for them, and so he sends his disciple in town to get food. After the disciples left, the woman of Samaria is coming to the well. And I think at the, uh, in this time, it was 2,000 years ago, it wasn't normal that a man is going to the well, because the well was only for the woman. The woman had to get to the well to, pick, uh, to get water and bring it to the house, and men were only normally coming to the well to... Uh, to give uh, drinks to their sheep or so, or like to pick up a woman if they want to see with a woman that was the reason why they're going. But Jesus was more going for witnessing. And I think it's also me, sometimes I think I only can w- w- witness when something special happens, like on special events or after I fasted a few days or I prayed a lot about it. But Jesus was there at a special time. That, there I have a quote, 
we are not called to do extraordinary things in unusual circumstances. Rather, we are called ex exceptional people in very ordinary circumstances. The choice Jesus has done nothing extraordinary in this town before, uh, yeah, before the woman came. And during the talk, he realized, uh, she realized that Jesus is something very special. But there is also a few uh, that is very supernatural, because. Jews and uh, Samaritans didn't do anything together. Jews hated Samaritans, uh, Samaritans. They also normally walked around Samaria. Normally it's away from a few hours or a few days, but today it would be, I think, two hours with a car. And so normally they walked a really big way around it. But he decided uh, to go through it. And Samaritans were half Jewish. It was after war, a part of the Jewish people were settled down near another nation, and so they start mixing together marriage people from the other nation. But the history was going on. Um, after Nehemiah was coming back, um, Samaria decided to help uh, yeah, the Jewish people, but Nehemiah didn't want it. And so later on, the Samaria built their own temple that they can also worship God, because the Jewish didn't allow them to go to Jerusalem. And then if, uh, a few years later on, in 129 BC, uh, one Jewish man burned the Samaritan temple down. And it was also when Jesus was a child, the Samaritans want to have like a revenge and left some dead bodies in the Jerusalem temple. There was something where the Jewish people can't go in because there were dead bodies. They were not allowed. And after Jesus' death, there was a civil war between the Jewish and the Samaritan where the Roman Empire had to go in and stop it. And so going through it as Samaria as a Jewish was not a normal way. They really hated each other. And I think, uh, yeah... Okay, yeah, and then it's uh, also, Jesus was living uh, to a divine tide table, and he's uh, on a divine program, and so it leads uh, to a divine appointment. Like we had, uh, our founder from Touchbar Bible School had an example from it. It was a little bus leaves Lancaster bus station. It's going to Kender. It's more in the north from here. Um, and ruled around, uh, this, around the city villages and hamlets. And he says, if you could see ahead of the bus, you would see a young person who got up late and he's running down the road to go to the bus stop on time. If you go further, the road you could see an old woman going for a doctor appointment, slowly walking to the bus stop. So ahead of this bus, all these things are happening, but the bus is just very quietly driving along. And all these people are crossing his path. Would it be great to think about your life like that? All the things that are happening have been uh, choreographed by God so that you're meeting right, uh, the right people at the right time in the right place. I think here we can have different uh, point of views, it, uh, like if God plans everything or not, but I don't want to go deep. I only want to say shortly the two main views. Like uh, the, uh, the first view is all is planned and scheduled by Lord, but that also would mean if the sun is shining into room, uh, if, if you believe it, that, uh, that also means that every dust uh, particular is on the right place at the right moment, that God planned also it. And uh, the second view would be God weaves things together. That means he created everything, but he isn't involved in everything. 
And but I don't know what's true, but I think it can be true in different times that both can be true. And so I think it was also in. I believe that in this part it was uh, it was it was scheduled and planned by God that Jesus said at this time, exactly at this point that uh, he can talk to the woman. But no one to come uh, to the content of this encounter. And there, uh, in first, uh, in chapter four, verse seven, when, uh, when Jesus want, uh, asked the woman for drink, he showed weakness and, it, and admits the need. Because in this time, like I said before, it was culturally unacceptable to ask a woman for help. It was also the response from the woman, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And so, um, and so, I, I think it was completely unnormal what he has done. And then also the role of the woman at, uh, 2000 years ago was like the role of the woman today in the Islamic world. That you don't have any rights, you have to do this and this and this. And so for Jesus to put himself in the need of a woman is absolutely new at this time. It was something very special. And Jesus was also taking a chance. The fact that he was talking to this person was crossing so many thoughts of uh, these times. Because, like I said before, 2,000 years ago, a man didn't talk to a woman outside on the street. A rabbi would never look at a woman, because in the law was that a woman can lead one into a sin. And so if they don't look at a woman, it, uh, it, they can't lead someone into a sin, what's really absurd. The rabbi would never talk to a Samaritan woman, and so he also would never talk to a Samaritan woman. But the question is, why was the woman walking out of the city? Uh, why was the woman walking out of the city to this well? Because if you knew this town a little bit, you know that there were many wells inside the town. So why was she going out, and um, and why was she going at lunchtime? I think it's. Um, really hot in Israel. If you've been there at 12 o'clock, you don't want to be outside. Why was she there? Uh, And I would say, uh, so, yeah, I would say she's planning her uh, her life around avoiding and meeting other women because what she has done, she, uh, because if she went to the normal well at the normal time, she would get into problems because uh, she slept with many men. And so, yeah. And and also, like I said before, the fact that Jesus talked to her is incredible. I have a quote here. For a Jewish man to talk to a, Jew, uh, to a Jewish woman he didn't know was never done. For a Jewish rabbi to talk to a Jewish woman he didn't know was incredible. For a Jewish rabbi to talk to a Samaritan man he didn't know was never dreamed of. For a Jewish rabbi to talk to a Samaritan woman he didn't know was unheard of. But for a Jewish rabbi to talk to a Samaritan woman of dubious reputation was total outrage. Jesus show us how to be humble, gentle, gracious, and from a human contact weak aspect of the strength of God. And secondly, it shows us that Jesus was prepared to break all kinds of cultural norms because he loves, uh, he loves this person. Yeah, and sometimes when I think about the situation, uh, I, I'm not sure. Sometimes I think like Jesus, and sometimes uh, I have to completely opposite. Like when I'm going to supermarket, and you can see all the 
all the people who are buying a lot of stuff. And then sometimes you can see one woman, one older woman, or one older man who only have like two or three things and she's not sure if she can afford more, he can afford more. And so you want to help them, but uh, sometimes I also have in my mind, uh, yeah, what other people thinking about it when I'm going to this woman or man uh, and give him money? Are we getting misunderstood when we're doing it? What consequences I have personally when I talk to this person? And so sometimes it happens that I don't have, that I only go away from the situation. But Jesus was completely different. He, he saw their needs. And yet, uh, it was this passage shows us Jesus in a weakness, asking to help to a complete stranger crossing all uh, racial, religious, gender boundaries to display compassion for this lonely, broken woman. He he needs something, but he was still in this situation. He was, yeah, he stands up and and tried to help this uh, woman. And then, the, uh, and then there's also the thing that Jesus tells the truth uh, in this context. He's showing weakness, then uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's showing but he's showing weakness. Uh, I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, he tells the truth to the woman. He has a special aim, a special strategy. Like, for example, you're going to a very special meeting where you want to change something or many things, and then a friend is going with you and asks you, we need one main purpose for this meeting. If we are trying to change many different things, it would never happen. But if we only have one special point, uh, the change that we can change, it is uh, higher. And so, and so, yeah, uh, and then it's also the question, are we going out with many uh, different purposes, uh, like that we can want to change many things, so if, uh, are we going out to change only one thing, and that's uh, and that we can focus on it. And Jesus had a special strategy to reach his aim that he can witness to this woman. He had three things on his agenda. The first thing is, uh, it's in uh, chapter 4, verse 10, Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who yeah, if you knew the gift of God. So he's starting uh, with God. He's starting with some. Uh, he's something. He's starting with something positive and not with like some people. Like sometimes also me. If I'm going to people, I start talking about all the bad things. What happens if you not uh, change your life? Not going to God, following Him. Uh, but he was. Uh, but Jesus started. God can help you. It is. Um, uh, if you knew the gift of God, it is like, uh, yeah, uh, God can meet the deepest need in your life. He wants to help you. And and so Jesus is saying, uh, uh, God can meet the deepest need in your life, the needs that are not met by religion. The woman's deepest need has not been uh, met by religion. I think she's, uh, she searched her, uh, her deepest need in her life. But for, but for her, it was more the, all demands. Like, if you're going to the Greek word for husband, like it's in my translation, uh, you can also translate it with man. So you can say, you had four husbands and the one you had now is your husband. You had four husbands and the one you had now is not your husband. It can also mean you had four, uh, you had, you lived with four uh, men, but the one you live now is not your husband. 
that shows that she searched needs uh, by relationships, by raising family, maybe by helping other people. I don't know. But, uh, but the woman didn't know that God can give her what, she, what she's searching, that, uh, that, that he can hear her. And so I've, I found it in a song. It's a quote from a song. No one than uh, your Lord can satisfy my heart. Nothing I do, Lord, can take in the place of drawing near to you. Only you can satisfy my longings. Only you can breathe in my new life. Only you can fill my heart with laughter. Only you can answer my heart's crying. And so Jesus is seeing all the broken things in the, in the heart of the woman, like the fake relationships and so on. And that's why he's, and that's why Jesus is saying, if you knew what God would do for you, he likes you, he's for you, he wants to help you, he wants to know you better, he wants to, uh, to fulfill your needs. And then it's also, it's not only, he's not only focused on God, he's also focused on himself. He's asking for a drink for, um, and then he's saying, you can have the living water, you can ask for the living water. And, uh, that means also, like in a kind of way, if you know what I can do for you. And she's also slowing to, uh, to begin to understand where Jesus is. In verse 9, she calls him a Jewish man. In verse 11 and 15, uh, she calls him sir, what, what realized a little bit that he shows respect to him. In verse 19, she says, sir, the woman said, I can see you are a prophet. In verse 29, it, it is, could this be the Messiah? And after the town was coming together, the woman in the town was, uh, was saying, he is the savior of the world. So she completely changed her mind what, uh, with Jesus, and this also changed that Jesus was putting himself like a little bit in the middle. But he's also talking about what the woman is like. Jesus talks in uh, chapter 4, verse 18, to the woman what she had made wrong, but it's in a way what opens her heart in a woman. It's not like an aggressive, direct way. It is more, I know that you have uh, made mistakes, but I, uh, but I can understand you. Um, I, I know your background, so, I, so it, it, uh, it was not good what you have done, but it's okay. Uh, I can help you with him. They have a quote from William Berkeley. It often happens that one of the first things that the Lord Jesus does to a person is compel them to do what they have spent a lifetime refusing to do, to look at themselves. So he's getting the aim to the woman that, uh, and sorry, not the aim. He's getting the point to the woman that she's, that she has done something wrong, but it, but uh, God and Jesus can help him. God understands the person and Jesus. They love the person, and he has a great gift for them. And after this cower host said and screwed up, they become the best version of themselves. So they want to have the tone. It's also, it says, uh, um, that they start believing in Jesus after he were there two days. And so, yeah, um, I want to encourage you that you, that you start, uh, I think it's, uh, the, the most of you or every one of you started doing it, that you see the people as, as Jesus saw them, that you, uh, that, you uh, that, that, uh, that you show the people what God and Jesus can give them, that, uh, that, that you show love to them. And it's even that we show 
go to them and show love to them uh, when it's like our em uh, enemies, like the Samaritan and the Jewish people. And uh, Jesus was also witnessing even he was, or he should be in Jerusalem, even he was on the way to Galilee, even he was... Uh, he was outside of the way in the towns, and so it was not normal that a woman was coming to him. And even it was a bad time, uh, yeah, that, uh, that was a bad time. That was in the noon, and normally no one is outside there. And even he was, a man, uh, even a man normally not uh, was not speaking to a woman. And even Jewish hates Samaritans, and even she was a sinner. So there were seven points what, uh, what maybe sometimes people take as a reason why they should not witnessing but Jesus take even uh, of this so uh, even of this uh, seven points he were he was ready to witness in any situation place and time and so I think we can learn about it that even we have one point why we shouldn't do it there's enough other points there's Jesus who loves them and so we also should go to them and uh, witness uh, to them in any situation, place, and time. Uh, yeah, and I want to finish with uh, three questions. The one is, do we have a strategy or aim for reaching people? I think as a church, we, uh, the, the most churches now, uh, have an aim or strategy, but do I have one as an individual person? Like if I'm going out, not in a church activity, if I'm going out alone. And is it possible to uh, to be preoccupied with the wrong thing? Because Jesus, what weak and hungry, I think I I can't think a lot about when I'm really hungry or, uh, or have no strength. But he was uh, but he was standing up and spoke to the woman and, uh, and was witnessing to her. And is it possible to miss divine appointments? Yeah, I want to finish the sum with these three questions where you can think about it. Thank you for listening.